0: Hello, and welcome to Unsheet with your hosts, Kyle Gold, and Cam Hirosaki. We hope that you enjoy the program. Please stick around afterwards. There'll be cake and blowjobs. Okay, are we broadcasting people in chat room? <laughs> Don't be wise-ass and say no. <laughs> okay, sorry, we have a different setup this time, so we want to make sure that we're doing our thing right, I think yeah. we are. It looks like we are, so... We're so professional. Welcome, everybody.
1: Um, we're doing a different setup because... Okay, I need to mute this, I think. <laughs> so anyway, welcome to Unseeing Lab number two. I'm i I'm, I'm Kyle Gold. I'm Cam Hirasaki And um, the reason that we're on a different setup this time is because, as some of you may know who have been following us um, for the past week or two, or have been following me, um, uh, I've been experiencing some problems, shall we say, with the um, laptop that normally was our live streaming laptop, but this is good. That we had so much experience with. That we had one whole experience with. Um, It is supposedly being repaired and should be fixed today or early tomorrow, so uh, just a little bit too late to be a podcasting laptop this week. But it's okay, because
0: I'm a tech-savvy otter to the rescue. Yes,
1: and this is good, too, because it means that when Pam and I are in sort of different places, we could potentially still pod stream together. Pod stream? Live stream? Live cast? Pod
0: live chat. No, cast. podcast, live sheet. Uh, I don't think we're allowed to put that live on sheet. live stream.
1: <laughs> um, so let's
0: see. What else have we been up to? Um, you tell a people what you've been up to. I'm going to tweak this. I'm doing a a summer writing project. Um, I'm two weeks into it, but basically the idea is that once a week I'm going to try to write a little short story, very short, probably between two and 3,000 words, uh, just to be in the habit of sitting down, writing things, and finishing things, and also having stuff for people to read, because people tell me they like my stuff, and I feel bad that I only have, like, two stories a year for them to read, so... I figured giving them an entire summer of stuff to read should make them happier.
1: And what I've been up to is actually some kind of cool stuff. Uh, as I, I posted about a little bit ago, um, but I'd spent the entire winter and summer writing, most mostly out of position, but also writing the cupcake that's going to come out in September. And it would, by the time I got finished with all of that, which was all around the same time. It ended up being um, kind of a weird space because I hadn't had any feedback on it, and I had these like huge stories, and you know, for all I knew, they were completely terrible. But um, people have been reading the third out of position novel and have been giving sort of pretty nice feedback on it. Um, I don't get official feedback till next week, but um, a couple of people have mentioned it in ways that make me think that it's actually an okay story. And I've been communicating with the artist who's going to do the illustrations for the cupcake, and she is very excited about it. So, uh, I feel like maybe a little better about the way I spent my winter and spring and you guys will get to see those stories in September and then in January. So, that and um, fixing a sick Macintosh is what uh, I've been up to this past week, I think. That's what I've been doing. Uh, I don't want to say that's it, but I feel like there'll was something else.
0: Uh, I can't think of anything that would be good for...
1: Uh, I've been... I sent off some stories to the cons where I'm going to be, I guess, this fall. Um, yeah. Galaxicon and Opalcon. And I like those stories a lot, so I'm looking forward to you guys getting a chance to read them. Reach and I'm going to be at Rainforest, but I'm not a guest, so I didn't write them a comic book story this year. It wasn't that I didn't want to, it was more that um, I had two comic book stories that I had to write, in addition to a bunch of other stuff that I had to do, and uh, I'm not... Actually, I'm not even sure what the theme of Rainforest is this year. Um, there am I, actually. They've been they've been pretty good at, at collecting their own fiction. Um, I'm usually happy to contribute stories to them, but um, this year I just didn't I didn't have time. I
0: was yeah. And cons usually solicit their stories for their books. Yeah. More than just say hey, look, I wrote you a story because that's just well, not all of them. Oh, the theme is warehouse 14. That's right. Thank you, Atari. I remember that now. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of I'm not sure what that means <laughs> We have a lot of con themes coming up That have like fur puns in them Which like to me like really makes me think A late 90s furry fandom <laughs> Yeah I'm not sure i approve of that trend Yeah like we've got Forbidden Planet Coming up for FC And there's yeah. like another fur something or other And oh look I have a liquor woosel <laughs> Hooray it's not wine, but it, it does look pretty gay. Now, what Mul, Mul-
1: Moulin Rouge was... Moulin Rouge was uh, FWA last year. Well, this past
0: year, rather. This year. Yes. That's not very original I think we're going to have to kick you from the chat, Alien, now. Yeah, also, yeah, there, there's a ton of end-of-the-world-con themes this year, too, because it's 2012. Well, yeah. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm drinking, but it's fucking good. <laughs>
1: It's getting all in your mustache, too. I was going
0: to say, I think it's also full of grapefruit, which I'm technically not supposed to drink, but... <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay.
1: Uh, what else? Uh, what is the furry festival theme for next year? Uh, Can anyone say? Yeah, I forget. I think I, it's I scrolled up before I could read it. I
0: would scroll up, but I can't really like scroll through the thing without messing up the uh, camera, so I don't want to do it. Oh, time, time, time the travel is ball. ball. That's right. Right, right, right. Yeah. I was just talking about Zapnot the other day. I have an EpiPen. No, it's not an anaphylactic shock thing. It's uh, I don't want to get into it. It has to do with medication. I'll be fine. I'm not going to die. Don't worry. Mm. And besides, just because something's technically bad for me hasn't stopped me from doing it in the past. Uh, it's true. That is even documented in places. <laughs> it
1: certainly is. Um, so, all right. Well, that's our introductory segment. Um, oh. We're going to not do one next week um and the week after i'm not sure about because we will be kit and i will be away at a wedding um, i'm
0: away at a wedding that same weekend actually are you yeah yeah oh, interesting not the same wedding i doubt it okay um, <laughs> unless you're getting invited to my family members weddings no not yet i mean my family likes you and all but um your dad is awesome Yes, every everyone loves my dad. <laughs>
1: um, but uh, so, but since uh, KM can now podcast off his laptop, we may be able to run both of them simultaneously and somehow,
0: you know, merge yeah, the streams. We can figure something out across the live streams. I, I may, I may have to be a bit more politic than usual because I'm staying at my brother's house and he has two young children so uh, yeah. I don't want to be too at least I'll be behind closed doors or perhaps when they're asleep because they're like young yeah well 7 o'clock is 10 o'clock yeah exactly and will be asleep so. by then actually I may be flying back on Monday if you could go on a double date with some of your characters who would you go out with, and what would you do? I think that means you and Kate.
1: Uh, Double date with some of my characters. Um, probably it would be a couple of the League of Canids guys, just because I would want to meet some superheroes in real life and see them do their powers. Yeah, that would be
0: neat. I like that. So that also covers what we would do Yeah, superpowers <laughs> Show us your stuff Why won't I tell you what the KM stands for? Because I'm a jerk Yes <laughs> That's pretty much the only reason I won't tell you Also because it's actually kind of dumb And I'm a little embarrassed by it It doesn't stand for anything cool, don't worry It sounds a lot better as Devon Lee got no love Devon Lee get plenty of love from each other Haven't you read any of those books? I, I've spent years of my life with Devin Lee Yeah uh, Roland chart asks, what is your opinion on changing perspectives within the cha- same chapter? Uh, as long as you're in a scene break and perspective switching is par for the course for your story, I think it's fine.
1: Yeah, as long... I mean, you have to set it up as something that you're doing in the story. Yeah. That's, that's the big thing. If you set it up as, you know, this is a story where we switch back and forth and you signal it properly to the reader... Yeah. Then... You can definitely do that. Um, I was just reading through an Elmore Leonard book, um, Mm -hmm. where it's third person distant, uh, Uh third person omniscient. So, but he does switch perspectives. Although I was listening to it as an audiobook, so I can't really tell whether he was changing chapters. But I don't think he was changing chapters every time. No. But he would do a scene break, and then he would start with a different character, and you'd be like, "Okay, well now we're following this character around." So.
0: Uh, you guys, what if it isn't a scene break? Um, in that case, yeah, if the perspective is really distant and you have just a fluid point of view, mm. then that's one thing, but you got to be really careful with that because otherwise it'll just seem like you're lazy, like you can't figure out how to get the point across other than jumping from one character's head to another briefly. The thing is that you've got to, you really have to signal it to the reader. Yeah. And a scene break is a good way to signal, like,
1: something may have changed. Yeah. Um, if you don't signal it to the reader, then you're just confusing them. And if you're, I mean, why why do you need to not have a scene break?
0: Is my question. Yeah, I mean, you thousand, thousand leaves by other me. Um, I have um character breaks within chapters. Yeah, and it jumps. I mean, but I mean, but you can the, if you if you
1: just want to it, it don't don't get too like caught up on the idea of what a scene is. Like you don't have to go through one series of events from a single character's perspective before you can have a scene break. You can go partway through a scene, do a scene break, and then jump back like five minutes and cover it from another character's perspective if that's what you want to do. So don't, don't get too tied up in that. The main thing to do, again, is to signal to the reader what you're doing because if the reader has to stop and try to figure out what they're reading, then they're not getting lost in your story and they're not enjoying it as much. Right. Unless you're Neil Stevenson, and figuring out what the author is doing is part of the enjoyment people expect right. to get out of your story.
0: And as we like to advise on this show, you are not Neil <laughs> Stevenson. Exactly. <laughs> Don't try to to do that. Do not do a Neil Stevenson trick. Yeah. If I could do it over again, would I have other you? Technically if you want to get technical, KM Hirosaki is other me. Yeah. It's Or at least secondary me. Other other me is the real me. Would, um, you, would you have other you? Yeah, like basically if I could do it all over again, would I have done having two identities? Oh. Um, probably not. Um, it, it was really uh, frustrating to deal with for a lot of years. Well, but it was also, I mean, you're in a different situation I now did. than you want I, ha- then, I so. had valid reasons at the time. Um, Some of which involved the fact that I worked for a company that produced uh, a prominent anthropomorphic animal franchise. And I think they would have looked unfavorably on it if they had connected my name on the Google and found Animal People Sex. Um, that That was my second reason. My first reason for doing it was before I worked for them. It was just because I was embarrassed. I didn't want any of my friends knowing that I was writing like furry sex (laughs) Lauren's saying yeah they might have Um, I don't want to say that their IT department was incompetent but they kind of were Um, (laughs) Ridiculous rumor that came here Saki is actually Rikoshi in a funny hat he's actually Rikoshi in a funny hat with fake glasses wow yeah which is cool actually I like the outfit I think like it too. I think it, which because everyone's like, oh, like the the, the fox plush needs a hat, and like nobody is saying that the otter plushie needs a visor.
1: Yeah,
0: I think I argue. I think a bright green visor is more of a visible. You know, I mean, your hat. Well, also more people know you. <laughs> 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 more people go to conventions. That to must see be you a good drink. <laughs> this, this is a good drink. Um, the otter needs a monocle. I don't have a, a it. He's wine. We don't have wine. We just have liquor. That's true.
1: Um. Yeah, I, I've, not, I've not been very diligent in getting a hat for the Fox. Um, I'm not sure I want to go shopping doll stores looking for a tiny fedora. Um,
0: but, uh, Alcohol, I asked a question Is it standard practice to bring paper or laptops to writing panels at cons? Uh, you know, I, I've seen both
1: yeah i I think it depends
0: i mean like if it's going to be a writing panel where you're expected to be actively writing and possibly reading it out loud i would bring whatever you're most comfortable with if i mean if you want to take notes bring whatever you're comfortable taking notes on yeah absolutely i mean i think five years ago when not as many people were just lugging laptops around all the time you didn't see it as much but like laptops are so cheap and available now now yeah yeah. like you have like netbooks and mini laptops and and
1: uh, how were the writing panels at AC, Alphalonic?
0: Yeah, where Other Me was supposed to be on like six of them. But Other Me wasn't there, and I'm very sad. Yeah, I, I think more often than not I see people with laptops at our panels now
1: um, taking notes. Uh, try not to make them laptops with really, really loud keys, and if they are, don't do a lot of typing because that can be distracting. Um, ideally, you know, pen and paper is very quiet. but. If you can, if you have a louder laptop, kind of try to sit in the back so that you're not making all kinds of noise up front.
0: Yeah, I can. People saying that other people were sad about me not being at at AC. There's like at least like four or five people whose names I'm seeing in the chat room who I know were there, but I wish I could have seen and I couldn't make it. It's slow to write by hand as opposed by as opposed to typing. It can be. I know some people who write shorthand and can write by hand super fast. Yeah. Granted, at least one of them took but professional also, stenography classes. But. I mean, you you also have to. I, I appreciate that it's slower, but then,
1: you know, take notes. I mean, your other. Uh, it's just. It's polite if you're if your only options are, be disruptive to the rest of the panel or write notes more slowly then you know me personally I'll always opt for write notes more slowly yeah. um... you can always sort of get get into the practice of jotting down a couple of little things to jog your memory and then as soon as you get out of the panel uh... go sit somewhere where you're not disturbing people and type out fully all the stuff you remember um,
0: but Which is not a bad exercise in and of itself.
1: Right. Yeah. It's like those little memory exercises you used to get in paper.
0: <laughs> Remember newspapers? Oh yeah. <laughs> Remember when those were a thing, Kyle? Yes. I was a young pup then.
1: Um I in We will apparently we will be um, we will be on a bunch of panels that rain first, since we spoke about it earlier. Yes. And Um, I think we've each got like four. I'm going to do a reading. Uh, I'm going to do. I'm going to have a book launch party there. Um, And for for those of you who remember our esteemed guest artist or guest author from last year, uh, the Rainforest staff has informed me that she has not committed to doing any panels this year because she has other sort of personal business, and she may have time at the last minute to step in, but. The best part is when you say
0: she, I can hear the capital S. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I thought there was a question scrolling up there. Inspired from XKCD, one space or two after a period at the end of a sentence. Technically, it's one nowadays. Two spaces was for typewriting. Yeah. Although it's worth noting, and I didn't even know this until a few years ago, that online submission forms will auto-correct it for you. I mean, I have many decades of muscle memory forcing double space after a period for me but
1: yeah I managed to break myself of that habit pretty fast um Elon asks what's the weirdest source of inspiration you've had for a story um <laughs> I don't know what you count as weird yeah I mean, I mean I get my inspirations from
0: life yeah and- I mean nothing it's yeah like that's just story inspiration all comes from such random places that I don't even know how to qualify weird yeah, I don't know how I would say one, one inspiration is weirder than another. Ronnie asks, we have the panel info for Rainforest already before it's even posted on the website? Well, yes, because they're talking to us about what we want to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't know when it's going to be, but we're in, we're in talks with them about what panels we're going to do. What obvious mistakes do non-drinkers make when describing intoxication? Huh, that's a good question.
1: I don't know what mistakes do I make
0: I don't know I can't really well you describe it very well actually so <laughs> um, I think it people, comes from being around a lot
1: of people um, it's not like Kit ever gets drunk I think you I would say it's sort of the same mistakes that any, any kind of inexperienced person makes when describing things um, they tend to describe them in sort of an idealized way Yeah. and I don't mean that sort of, there's an ideal to drunkenness But there is, like, a cultural accepted, you know, these are the things that happen when you're drunk. Um, I think the biggest mistake that an inexperienced person makes when describing something that they don't have experience with is describing things very broadly and leaving out the descriptive details that actually make it a life uh, sort of... Relatable to life experience, right? Um, I mean, one of the things that uh, one of the things that I learned very early on from my friends who were drinking was that if you lay down on your bed after a night of drinking and looked up at the ceiling and the ceiling was spinning, uh-huh. you were going to throw up.
0: Oh yeah, I know that's the bed spins. The bed spins are an integral part of the Bed spins
1: is a big thing, but it's never in the popular culture. I don't. I, I mean. I'm, I've been out of the loop in, you know, college drinking movies for a while, so people may have mentioned it. But it's one of those things where if you talk to anybody who drinks, they say, "Oh yeah, bed spins is a thing." Yeah. But you will rarely read about it or hear about it oh, or see it in right. movies. I mean, that that's sort of, that's one of my classic examples of, you know, when I when I describe drinking and I want to describe someone who's drunk to excess. You know, you kind of you go into the thing. Oh, the room's spinning a certain way, and then you know his stomach started to lurch, and, and blah blah blah. And anyone who's been that drunk immediately is like, Oh, that's bedspits. I hate that. Yeah. And they know it. So uh, that and that in general applies to a lot of things, which is why when I talk to people about people say what should they do to write better adult fiction, I say go out and get experience because you know anybody can sort of recite your high school health class lesson as far as you know how things fit together but it's those little details that happen when you're actually having an experience that you remember and you share with people and either it's something unique to you which is then you know a real interesting detail or it's something where everybody says oh god i i've had that happen i hate when that happens and then people can relate
0: to it like the very first time i got drunk i remember i was on my friend's bunk bed in his college dorm room, and over on his wall, he had this tapestry with like a big sun face in the middle. Oh no! And I had I had a box <laughs> of Nilla wafers, and I was trying to throw the Nilla wafers and hit the sun. And I noticed as I was throwing them, I'm like, oh, I'm sort of going about thirty degrees wide to the right. So I'm like, hold on, let me like aim for his computer, which is like thirty degrees to the left, and I'm gonna try and throw to hit that, and then bam! I hit the sun like dead out of the middle and I'm like, alright, drunken geometry. It works," <laughs> <laughs> And I was so proud of myself. Wow. Unsheath does not endorse underage drinking. In fact, no. if you're underage, you shouldn't be in here. Well, if you're between 19 and 20. What was the inspiration for Out of Position? Um, I know some of this story, but I don't know how much you want to tell.
1: Yeah, I mean, basically I've told this story a bunch of times. It was, um, the... A flash of the final scene of the segment called in between from the first novel and it just sort of hit me and I was like oh it's these two characters and then I wanted to write a short story about how those two characters got to that point and that was the one that I've as I've mentioned before um, I submitted to heat and they turned it down they said it was not quite the right style they were looking for. or They had, you know, too much gay story or whatever, um, and and so I just sort of was like, okay, cool. Well, I still really like the story, and I think there's more that I can do with these characters. And so I wrote a second story. Um, I posted in between, I think, only on my live journal. Yeah. I didn't post it to a story site, uh, and people seemed to really like it. So. And now who you are like six years later. (laughs) And now it's six years later and I'm still writing about those two characters who appeared to me one day as I was stepping out of the shower or something. Um, I don't know what sparked
0: it, but it was just... Naked gay foxes. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. When you both have ideas for a part of a story but you aren't there yet, do you write them down or remember them? I have a little notebook that I jot down half-full ideas from, and I've written some of them as actual stories, not all of them.
1: Yeah, I have my little notebook, too. Um, one, of the, one of the interesting pieces of writing advice that I've... I'm not sure if I completely believe it, but I kind of, sort of do, was from Stephen Donaldson. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was not, contrary to what you might think, write two million words about a completely unlikable person. <laughs> um, it was when you one thing is not enough to make a story two things makes a story Right. Um, and so if I have just one idea where I think oh this would be kind of cool I always sort of wait till I have something else to play off of it if it's a character interaction then it needs some kind of setting or some other force acting in opposition to it or some other thing to make it to, uh, to make it a more interesting story and if it's kind of like a plot like I mean the, the, the whole thing with Devin Lee was that they it was two things it was the two characters acting against each other and each of them had very very strong motivations and it was how that story would play out that really intrigued me I
0: heard Dragon says about your story about getting inspiration it's like wow that's like JK Rowling just getting inspiration like just on the train out of the blue it's like, yeah, I mean, that's the big secret. When people say, oh, like where did you come up with the idea for these stories? Like, pretty much anyone will tell you, like, I just did. Like, yeah. I can't tell you where I got the idea for most of what I write. Yeah. I mean, it just sort it's, of happens.
1: Um, which is why you should always carry a notebook around, and if you get an idea that you like, write it down. Um, one of my writing instructors said, ideas are cheap. It's uh, And, in fact, along those lines, encourage people to share their ideas for stories with other writers because you can also have, like, K.M. and I could both start, and we've done this actually, start with the same idea for a story and we write two totally different stories out of it.
0: Yeah, there was one time I remember a story, it's actually my story, uh, I think it's Pretty Pretty Please is the name of it where I made a, we were on our way home from a dance club one night and there was like some sign out the window that I commented on and I I made it like naughty and furry somehow, and oh, it was Kyle was dog hotel. Yeah, 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 yeah. that was it. And I made some comment about that, and Kyle was like, "You should like write that as a story." And I was like, okay, and then I did. Like' that's, have the two of us consider collaborating writing together on a sort of writing project? Yes, yes. <laughs> awesome. I, I have more real stories coming, don't worry. Um, do we find that dr- the dr- somebody drawing an image of a character helps you figure that I'm out more um, sometimes it helps actually yeah. it
1: helps to have the character there like I have a couple
0: pictures of the characters that I'm writing about on um, on my up on my office amusingly as you said that my desktop background changed to a picture of Raylan yeah. <laughs> awesome. which is very Very indicative. Have you ever found yourself doing something and thinking, this is just what character name here would do? (laughs) I think we should save that one. Yeah, that is a good one. I assume you can draw. I can't. (laughs) No, that's what this is a great fandom for. Yes, we can pay other people to draw for us. Exactly. Um all right well thank you for listening everyone and for coming by to see us again we should have another one of these in a couple of weeks
1: yep and then once i get the uh the other computer back i'll start looking at um rebroadcast in the earlier episodes on the stream. um thank you guys for for coming uh i'm i'm Kyle i am cam harasaki uh good night and always keep writing